0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. In the meantime, it is 5.48 and it's time for Trending Today, where we are asking... What was the pinnacle of wealth to you as a child? So this comes from a a post on X by Day who asks exactly that. What was the pinnacle of wealth to you as a child? And some of the answers are really cute and I think it really gives an insight into how children perceive the notion of luxury and what it means to be kind of atas in the world, right? Um, For example, we have Super B Shadi who says owning a bicycle as a kid, having TV and a cassette player and a DVD player Uh, SOG says, owning a bicycle, it represents a sense of freedom and adventure. Denny says, using a school bag with rollers. That actually I remember was, because I think the roller school bag was kind of introduced when I was in school. And it really felt like only the the most luxurious, um, you know, lifestyles accommodated for something like that.
1: I think, unfortunately, I I grew up in the pre-roller. You missed the roller phase. Yeah, the pre-roller era, uh, whether it was school bags or shoes. Ah, Because remember, there was the shoe roller roller thing.
0: was the pinnacle of wealth when I was a kid.
1: Ah, so we had uh, skates. So this is uh, so we needed. Maybe it was the horse and buggy kind of era. So you know, <laughs> skates made more sense. Roller baits are very futuristic. But but certainly, I think all of us as children had a sense of what was slightly out of reach, unattainable, uh, and represented aspirations that we had in terms of. Mostly toys. I think if you're if you're a kid, what are you kind of aspiring to? Toys or holidays and there was always a point of comparison. There was always the kid who somehow uh, f- could fully grasp the, the you know these prized possessions. So, um, but there was one thing I wanted, uh, Jamila, as a kid that I could never get, uh, and even now I I wonder if I'll ever get is a Hornby railway set. Oh
0: yeah, and you still haven't gotten it.
1: Well, I could. I think I today I can afford it, but then I'm thinking, would it be silly? And where would I put it? And the, think oh. of ten year
0: old Sharad and what would please him. <laughs> And I feel like you should think <laughs> about getting it,
1: yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> tell years sure, I' want so many things,
0: <laughs> well, no, because I was thinking about, actually, toys are uh, for many kids a thing, right? Um, and, So one pinnacle of wealth, which at least I managed to get, was Barbie dolls. They were considered really sort of a reward when I was a kid. And I only got one once a year for my birthday. But then the real pinnacle of wealth, which I never got to get, was a Barbie doll house, um, which one of my friends had. And I mean, she was a friend. She's still a friend. I liked her a lot. But certainly visiting her was enhanced by the fact that she had the Barbie doll house
1: so there was a bit of resentment in that love you had for your friend
0: a, a A little bit of resentment and a little bit of I can't lose her because then where else am I going to live like this? (laughs) With the Barbie house. Yeah, you know, I would have thought that getting a Barbie
1: every year as opposed to getting a Barbie once in your lifetime, that's pretty good. I mean, that's an annual change in Barbie. So maybe
0: I was, my life was the pinnacle of wealth for many people. (laughs) Maybe even for me. (laughs) So um, we are um, getting plenty of answers already. Send yours through. What was the pinnacle of wealth to you when you? were a kid. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, send us a voice note or WhatsApp zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine, tweet us at BFM radio.
1: Beyond frivolous matters, BFM eighty nine point nine, the business station.
0: It's five fifty two. You're listening to the evening edition with Charmilan and Sherad and on trending today, a relatively simple and yet very evocative question: What was the pinnacle of wealth to you as a child? Send your thoughts through. You can call us. You can send us a voice note. You can WhatsApp us. You can tweet us. There's a theme coming through, um, at least among a number of listeners, having to do with stationery. Um, but I think, <laughs> yes. quite naturally, so <laughs> yeah,
1: because stationery was big in our lives. I think that's the thing, right? Yes. You, you kind of you you look at the world around you. I mean, it might be very. Small as a child, but stationary loom large.
0: And you use it every day in school and it's so visible. And even at home, crayons. Yes. And so Vincent says, having a shaker mechanical pencil. I don't even know what this is, but it sounds really cool. Do you know what a shaker mechanical... No, I don't. Mechanical pencils itself were at one point so aspirational because, you know, you had to be sharpening your sad pencil and some people could just click it. Um, look, says mechanical pencil and double-decker pencil box.
1: Yeah, I think the pencil box, so you could get this simple sort of uh, pencil case, right? You Or you get a set of pencils and it'd be like kind of uh, nice and it, it does the job. But there was always <laughs> that luxury set looming in the background, yes. you know, that would come up uh, like in the horizon with a bit of an aura around it, maybe a rainbow, you know. and And that was always the aspirational pencil box.
0: Well, OK, so aspirational pencil box in terms of looking cool, the double decker, I certainly remember. I also remember pencil boxes with, like, characters from movies and so on were such a big deal. TIDJ says, owning a box of 24... or thirty six piece colour pencils when I was seven or nine. Anything beyond the basic eight box of bancho, anything really that was anything really that was better than what the majority had. Bancho really takes me back. Um in fact I actually remember that Bancho crayons were so aspirational when I was in school. Uh, but yes, the the I used to have some friends at least, who would come with those 36-piece colour pencils. And then you'd have to negotiate to borrow like the light purple or the fourth shade of green, which, you know, nobody else had. Yeah, I
1: mean, I must say, this this talk, I can even smell the pencils now. I can smell the wood and I can smell, you know, well, not quite the graphite, but, you know, you know what I mean? It's because these were so, um, there's so much part of our childhood, absolutely wonderful kind of images uh, being conjured in my mind right now.
0: Francis says Bata red soles. The normal ones were green soles. I didn't actually know this. Mine were all clearly quite sad white ones. The soles were white? Uh, Yeah, the soles of the shoes, white shoes. Oh, weren't they green? No, I don't think so. So I wonder if this is a, a sort of a different edition kind or of thing? Maybe a
1: different generation. Perhaps. Francis, yeah, can you explain? Because I remember, you're absolutely right, Bata sh- uh, shoes. Uh, so the you white had the shoes. green
0: soles. The sh- white shoes had green soles. Oh, no, mm-hmm. mine all had white soles, as far as I can remember. And I
1: didn't realize the, the red-soled Bata shoes were a special edition. Perhaps.
0: Perhaps you never had that luxury, Sharad. I remember
1: exactly the shop in Johor Bahru where my mother would take us to buy our new uh, you know, butter
0: shoes for school. I mean, it, it was that was just like part, like stationery. Yeah, it was part of life. Mine was in Masjid India. I don't think it's around anymore, but it's always that shop to buy my shoes. Uh, Vincent says owning a game and watch. Now you know my my age. Yes, I do think uh, some of this can quite easily reveal what age you were. I actually don't know what a game and watch is. Do Neither you?
1: do I. I'm going to look it up right now.
0: And Ron says first pair of bell bottoms pants
1: well i had my first pair uh, belt belt i must
0: say that uh yeah that was
1: definitely a 70s thing and what the adults were wearing uh and you know i mean graduating from shorts to something like a full 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 pants was already something quite i think um aspirational
0: For mine, it wasn't... So, ironically, mine wasn't bell-bottom pants. Mine, the pinnacle of wealth, was those tremendously baggy, huge pants. Um, I remember being allowed to buy them for one of my birthdays when I was a teenager, and I just felt like I was the coolest kid in school. Uh, Let's see. Oh, so many fun things coming in. More people talking about pens and colour pencils. And then we have Meezy saying, going to thrifty supermarket in PJ back in the late 1960s. It's the one situation... Situated opposite the current PJ Hilton Hotel. Dad bought us ice cream. The other supermarket those days was Well Supermarket in KL. Meesey, I totally get what you mean. This is a little bit before my time. But there were certain malls or even the notion of a mall... Um, was so was was sort of the pinnacle of wealth when you were a kid, and for a certain generation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, for a certain generation, mine included, uh, we saw that transition from the kind of shops that we and retail experience, if you like to put, call it that, uh, and and then the new experiences that were coming through the supermarket chains, and you know the and I think the other thing that supermarkets had was this this culture of displaying the wealth of produce from around the world, right? Those endless rows of shelves with jars and packets of yes. all kinds of things coming from all around the world. And I think the the idea of plenitude, I mean, the idea that, wow, this wondrous world of
0: consumption really opened up with the modern supermarket. Danielle says, encyclopedias, and I, Danielle, I was talking about this with Sherrod before we came on air, that I used to think being able to own that full set of encyclopedias was such a luxury um, I got a set for one of my birthdays from my grandfather who spoiled me tremendously um, and I really felt that was the pinnacle of wealth
1: and look at what you become young lady I know as a
0: consequence you know was it the encyclopedia Britannica because I remember
1: that was the only encyclopedia well there were many things that were being sold mine was sold. a set from Reader's Digest actually ah it was yeah. the Reader's Digest so there was the salesman I don't even remember this there was this culture of salesmen's come, salesmen coming around with different types of um, series. I like
0: that. Yeah, they used to come door to door and sell the encyclopedia Because it was
1: 21 volumes or something yes. incredible like that, which was a huge amount of money for
0: any family that was purchasing it. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Uh, but keep your thoughts coming and keep it here. BFM 89.9.